Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Right, so we've been uh, talking a lot this morning about the uh, water shifting. That seems to be that seems to be a new buzzword. Uh, just as they got us used to that, just as they got us used to this load shedding word, now they're introducing a new one. I just wish they were as creative with their solutions as they are with their euphemisms. But Rand Water to implement water shifting in Gauteng. This follows a directive of uh, water and sanitation, uh, which seeks to address water shortages in various areas. And as I mentioned earlier, in our complex, we have had a burst pipe uh, in the uh, in one of our public in the main public area, where a driveway area. We've since round about Wednesday of last week. It might even have been Tuesday, but uh, I could uh, could be wrong about that. We phoned them. We have phoned the department at least twice a day. They are now promising to come today. But in the meantime, there is this constant flow of beautiful fresh water that is that is just going absolutely nowhere and at the same time asking residents just to use water sparingly well of course we should but then shouldn't they as well we can't fix it this is within their realm it is 8:36 professor anthony turton he's a professor at the center of environmental management at the university of the free state a very good morning to you how are you Good morning to you and the listeners. Uh, uh, good to chat to you again on this subject. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's incredibly disturbing because now we have a new word and they're calling it water shifting, which sounds gentle and and quite benign, doesn't it? Until you don't have water. Yes, it does. And uh, you know what it actually means, I guess, in theory, is that you will take water from one reservoir that where it is in surplus, and you will now. Uh, reverse the flow of the pipes and deposit it in another reservoir where it's in demand. So that kind of is a theory. It's a sort of, uh, it's like load shedding in a way where you're distributing your load around the system. But of course, uh, you know, the, the reality is that it's very difficult to do because the, the system is engineered for, for water to flow in one direction. And now you, now you're having to reverse that flow to take it out of a reservoir and put it in another reservoir where the, where the, the pipes don't necessarily exist. So you want to basically have a pump in the system and you want to reverse the flow of that pump. Now that's, that sounds very, very easy, but it's mm, actually an mm. exceedingly complicated thing to do. Uh, certainly it's not going to take, uh, uh, less than a day to, you know, to get the, the, the plumbing sorted out. It's very possibly going to take uh, weeks, if not months, to get the plumbing sorted out. Uh, but uh, I, I'm personally quite skeptical about it because at the very same time, you mentioned this uh, the leak that you have in your area. Um, I was just recently uh, made aware of a massive leak in Pretoria that has been going on for months. And that leak uh, is part of the problem in Johannesburg because uh, uh, Randwater is obliged to keep Pretoria supplied as well. And there's a, there's a leak near UNISA that's been going a very high pressure leak. It's been going for months, if not maybe even years. And that's part of the reason why Johannesburg hasn't got water because it's leaking out in Pretoria. So, so, you know, the, the, the problem that Randwater faces is how do they keep the reservoirs full when some of their customers, in this case Pretoria, pays absolutely no attention, does not care at all because they claim that they are unable to fix the leak. So it just carries on for months and months at end. And that's the problem now. And I said, now you get, you get tossed the bone, you get tossed the crumb off the cake. 
table, off the table, and you must now accept this. Ah, oh, some bright spark somewhere has now said we're going to now, 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 now <clears throat> balance the flow with, with some funky new word. And of course, we all know that it's sleight of hand. We all know that the system has failed. So, is there a water shortage? Because this is what I'm really failing to understand. You know, with our electricity, we there isn't enough electricity to feed the to meet the demand. Is this the case with water? It certainly doesn't seem that way. Is this more of a a, a resource issue, or is it a delivery issue? It's absolutely not a resource issue. The integrated file management system is is very full at the moment. So there's absolutely no shortage of water. I've done a lot of interviews recently from international media on this subject. It is not a water scarcity related issue. There is, uh, in fact, in the last, um, let's call it six to, six to nine months, the Vol River system has been the fullest it's ever been in my living memory. Uh, so, so it's not that at all. What it is is the institutional capacity to get it out of the river and 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 basically into the uh, into into the uh, the, the end users uh, domain. And of course, it's at the end of that value chain, which is the uh, 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 the responsibility of the municipalities. So this is purely 100% Johannesburg water problem, not a rainwater problem. Not a water scarcity problem, not an environmental change problem, not a drought problem, not an El Nino problem, <clears throat> none of those. It's simply about, about the, 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 the lack of capacity within Johannesburg water to plan ahead to, you know, to, to fix up leaks on an ongoing routine basis, to plan upgrades and repairs in time before a catastrophe unfolds. That's what it is. Johannesburg water has created the problem and they are 100% shareholders in this problem. They own it. And, and certainly they do. And as I say, you know, we're getting messages here, Waverley as well, gushing water for days, no reaction from Johannesburg Water. It, it, it's an absolute outrage that Johannesburg Water can continue to ask users to use less water when they don't fulfill their level, uh, their contract. Their contract is, the contract with consumers is, we use water responsibly and we pay for it. Their, their part of their contract is, we maintain the infrastructure and we make sure that there's less wastage. Yes, uh, you, you're referring there to the social contract, mm. which is the foundation of any modern society and it's the foundation of the tax basis. Because uh, in the social contract, uh, the citizens contract with the state uh, to, to to give up their right to self-help. In other words, their right to self-defense and their right to do things as they want to do it. They give that up to the state in return for for, for protection from the state and the provision of services for which the uh, individual agrees to pay taxes. They recognize the, uh, the state's right to levy taxes for those services. So you, you're entirely correct. Uh, it's it's, it's a, a fundamental breakdown of the uh, social contract. But... Of course, it's important that uh, it's, it's simply the responsible thing for any citizen to use as little as possible. I mean, that is that goes without saying. That's but that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Of course, of course, no uh, one's uh, suggesting uh, we should be wasting water. God forbid, it's a, yeah, it's yeah, a very they, critical resource. Uh, 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 but, but now we come at this from a different angle now. So you, as a good tax, uh, a, good, a good, good, responsible citizen, mm -hmm. you use as little as possible. You do the right thing. You pay your taxes on time. But then the decision maker within the uh, within the hierarchy that has to make the decision in the, you know within Johannesburg Water, uh, they 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 don't do what they have to do. They they, they get a salary. I might just add that uh, the, the 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 income bracket of your top decision makers. 
places them in the top 5% of your income earners in the country. So in other words, here wow, we have a situation wow, where, wow. where, where, where the, the taxes, the, the, the tax base of the country, uh, the, the top five, maybe the top 10%, depending on, on which level you are, but certainly in the top 10%, uh, 10% of, of, uh, of all income earners are, are those people responsible for managing municipalities, managing local government, provincial and, and national government. So I'm talking now about, about sort of, uh, you know, chief director and, uh, and, and up director general, that kind of, that kind of echelon of, uh, of people. They, they, they earn at least, uh, in the top 10% of, of all of the income brackets. And of course, there's no correlation between what they earn and the level of skill that they, that they, they require to, uh, run their job effectively because there's no accountability in that system. And we see that playing out now in the, in the, uh, the, the, the company that owns all the land, all the, all the municipal land, uh, where there's just been a change in uh, leadership. And uh, you know the, the 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 three top people don't have any knowledge of, of of land ownership or of you know of how to manage buildings, and they yet they've got a portfolio with uh, with with hundreds of millions, if not billions, of rands worth of assets on it. So we we see a total disregard for you know for the uh, responsibilities, a, a total total disconnect between uh, uh, income earned and, uh, and and responsibility to to society, uh, shifting the blame on anybody else, anything else. But of course, at the heart of this is the inability to self-correct. Because if you continue to uh, to shift blame and you know and and and, and uh, uh, dodge uh, any responsibility, you're also not making any effort to fix what's broken. So you can you can you can just try and spin a story and say we're going to take it out of this water tower and put it in that water tower and give it a fancy name for it, uh, and just hope that the public is gullible enough to you know, to accept that at least something's being done. But I mean we know that at the end of the day this is the last kick of a dying horse. So uh, we've got to wake up and smell the roses. You know the 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 the, the demise is upon us and um, I keep getting back to this thing about businesses mm, how do mm. businesses continue to function under these circumstances if you happen to own a factory that employs 200 people or 500 people how do you keep them employed when your factory requires a certain flow of water through uh, through through the uh, well schools the are the same thing we often seeing yeah. you know kids being sent yeah. home because uh, because there's yeah. no running water yeah. it's the first place yeah, that so disease is going to be spreading uh, we're going to land up with yeah. all yeah. sorts of issues. Absolutely. So where's the accountability here? Where is there any evidence of, of self-correction taking place? I don't see any evidence because at the heart of self-correction has to lie the, 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 the recognition that a problem exists. If you don't recognize that we have a problem here and then correctly identify that. So I'm, I'm, uh, my latest sort of statement now is that what we're seeing in South Africa, uh, if I do describe it in one sentence in the water sector, we are seeing inadequate solutions, uh, 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 sorry, inappropriate solutions being applied to, 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 to uh, inadequately diagnosed problems. So if you don't know what the problem is, then of course any solution will do because you, you're now just throwing lots of money at it. Mm, and, mm. and, 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 and the more inappropriate the solution, this is now the punchline, the more inappropriate the solution, the higher the cost to society and therefore the greater the amount of benefit to those people that are feeding at the trough. This is all ultimately comes down to trough feeding and corruption. And, you know, the, greater mm. the greater the mismatch between the, the correct diagnosis of the problem and the appropriate solution to the problem, the greater the mismatch, the bigger the feeding trough. This is very, very concerning. So what, as, as responsible citizens and as active citizens, what should we be doing about this? 
Well, you know, this is uh, people often ask me a question, and I, I won't get get. I'm at my wit's end because I don't know what to actually say because I can't see that an ordinary citizen mm. is is mm. Uh, is in a position to actually do something other than to hold their elected officials accountable. Well, how do you do that? Uh, you know, I've got, I've got a quite a high profile in the media, and I've got a, a fairly national footprint. So I'm aware that in different parts of the country, different people are doing different things. And right, exactly. You know, some of them yeah. are. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some of them are now talking about withholding taxes. I'm personally, I'm, I'm, I'm not in favour of that. I don't in any way uh, support that idea. But but there is that notion that's coming forward now because ultimately the social contract has been broken. And if the social contract has been broken, then then what you know what uh, what can one do? Uh, so, so I know that once uh, that once once you get into that uh, that tax story, it becomes a very very nasty thing. But I believe that we are at a situation now where clearly uh, the, the system is so broken that uh, I cannot see that it continue to limp on much further than it is. So my only advice to, uh, to the end user would be just to you know, brace for impact, just 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 prepare yourself for 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 a lot of discomfort coming uh, going forward. And where you can make yourself at least uh, at least as self-sufficient as you can uh, in the ter- in terms of uh, on-site storage. So that's what I was going to uh, ask you. Uh, in terms yeah. of uh, what what do you recommend for a normal household in terms of on-site storage? Well, the, the, the normal design parameters are 250 liters per person per day. So if you've got uh, you know if you've got two uh, two people living in a household, then you know then you need 500 liters per person per day. And then you've got to, got to say, well, how long, how long are you likely to have no water at all? What is the, what is mm, the, uh, mm, the, the, time the period of time? And in, you know, where I live in KZN, we go for up to 10 days at a time without water. So we take it in 250 liters per person, uh, multiplied by, by 10, by 10 to, you know, to, to get the uh, on-site storage. And that's what we do. But we, we live in a complex. So that, that's what the complex has got as, as strategic storage. It's not, it's not in the household. Mm, it's that, mm. That's a complex. And we are we are able now to you know, to 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 go for months without water because we also have a borehole that that kicks in when uh, after ten days if there is no water supply then we just carry the borehole. But this has cost a lot of money. It's cost you know, a lot of money, and there's been a lot of design uh, engineering that's gone into it. It's not just a trivial matter, and of course someone's got to be responsible for it. And in, in this case, it's me. So I know I'm called of out. Course of course, it's you. What do you think you were going to get? Life. You think you were going to get away with yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, so, 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 you know, I've learned, I've learned another lesson there that, you know, when you do this kind of thing, don't ever expect people to be grateful. Don't ever, <laughs> ever expect people to be grateful. No, no, so there's another, another yeah. deep, a lesson in deep, deep humanity there, but, uh, but I'm now sounding skeptical, which, which I'm not, I'm normally a very optimistic guy. And uh, that is – oh, no, I can't leave it there. I have to ask you one more question. I'm sorry because I yeah. keep getting yeah. asked this question. What is the water quality like in Johannesburg? Can people still drink our water or should we be drinking bottled water? And I'm sure you ask this all the time as well. Yes, okay. I am still a supporter of Randwater. Randwater is, a, is, is still, even under the current circumstances, Randwater is still a world-class water services provider. So the water quality coming from Randwater, we, we must, we must have the confidence in Randwater. Uh, the Johannesburg water is a different story, but, uh, but, but Johannesburg water on sells Randwater water. So I believe that, that we must have confidence in Randwater. And if, if it looks bad, if it smells bad, if it tastes bad, then of course it probably is bad. So use your common sense. But if it's, you know, if, if it, uh, if it passes the smell test and the taste test, then it's okay. 
that is where we leave it. It is 8.50. Fascinating conversation. Obviously a little uh, a little disturbing but important nevertheless. That's Professor Anthony Turton, Professor at the Centre for Environmental Management at the University of the Free State. It's 8.51. I'd love your thoughts, your reaction, please.